the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Coming back to Illinois for a couple of days is something to behold. Not just because of the massive increase in hand, neck, and face tattoos I've witnessed, but the absence of business as I drove to the studio down York Road today. I'd like to take different ways to get here because, you know, I'm out of here tomorrow. I don't know who's more unhappy about coming back to Illinois, me or Mrs. Pritzker. Well, the good news is I don't have a 400-pound beanbag hyped up on Viagra and bourbon coming at me singing Saturday night, so I guess I'm better off than she is. I'm also seven dress sizes smaller. So I think it's me, a winner again. And, um, you know, you look at this and you realize what's going on, and then you pan back to what we're seeing nationally, and they are connected. The reason that we're in this predicament is organized crime. The organized crime that destroyed the once great city of Chicago that we now pretend is normal, as we have aldermans go to prison every few years and get indicted every couple of months, we now pretend that that's normal and that's acceptable. Well, in these sewers of Democrat rule, it is. So when you see national news of, we're going to war with Ukraine, and no one wants to talk about how Ukraine is the exact oligarch-run country that not only was killing its own citizens long before Joe Biden stole the election, but bribed Joe Biden to do exactly what it is he's doing. Did you hear the new story? Oh, I like There's it. even a story about Ukrainian parents naming their children. Not a joke. Their newborn child, Javelin or Javelina. Not a joke. This is good for Lockheed Martin. Hey, Javelina, Javelina, did you do your homework tonight? Javelina, there's a good Democrat future voter, Javelina. Um, what, is the, what is the crux of it? And it's always about the money. It's absolute and total corruption. So once again, we are at the intersection of Chicago Democrat fat slob mobster government and the gangster government that's dragging us into World War III and destroying our value of our dollar. It's all attached. Believe me, it is. So Pritzker was downtown, downtown today in uh, McCormick Place, I believe it was. After all, that's where it costs you, what, if you're uh, putting on a show and about $600, they have one of those union guys plug something into the wall. You know, that epitome of gangster corruption known as McCormick Place and how it's run. So Pritzker was there and all of these people who think that we're going to stand a chance. Now, I told this to my dear friend Gary Rabine, who to me is the only choice for the Republican Party. You don't stand a chance because there's more people in on the mafia and benefit from the roach welfare system that Illinois thrives on than against it. And every other day, I am proven right. So it happened today at McCormick Place with the IBEW. Now, it's the same IBEW, this guy, 
John Doherty is resigning as the business manager of IBEW Local 98 after he was convicted of bribery and corruption. The longtime labor leader announced the resignation Tuesday. After a six-week-long trial, he was convicted of one count of conspiracy to commit honest services fraud and seven counts of honest services wire fraud. His sentencing for that conviction is in February, but he's also facing a second trial on embezzlement charges. Katie Johnston for CBSN. Philly. Well, he's a labor extortion union mafia boss. That's what they do. They've been doing it since the unions have came to this country, mainly from Europe. The labor extortion mafia. Now, how do they stay in power? It's the example I'm going to play for you because they own the political whores who give them the contracts that allow feather betting. Do you ever hear that term? Squirrel hand, you're a young man. Do you ever hear the term feather betting? No? You don't know what it is? Okay. Feather betting is when... You know, it takes, you, you take a light bulb and you call a union guy to change it and six of them show up and you have to pay for six hours, even though it took them five minutes. That's feather betting. Now, the unions can only thrive in that arena among government contracts because the more the union mafia has to bribe the politician, the more they like it. So I love when it's outright notorious and on display like it was in Chicagoville. I have the honor of welcoming you to the opening of the 40th International Convention of the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers on this day, May 9th, 2022. To quote Frank Sinatra, Chicago is my kind of town. And that- You know why he said that, right? Because uh, they were reputed mobsters. That's what he means. So this is the other thing. When I was a kid, mobsters, guys who loan sharks and bookmakers, they were men. Now I look at this audience of these fat Donut connoisseur slobs. And all I think about, boy, the benefit for it being in Chicago is the drug dealers and the $30 hookers are really going to clean up during this thing. That's because it's a union town. Union built and union run. And from the start, IBEW members have helped build Chicago into one of the world's greatest cities. Punchline. Around the world. The sewer of Chicago. That's what it is. A punchline. From Willis Tower or as the locals still call it, Sears Tower, to Soldier Field, from ComEd power plants to broadcast news and sports. See, now I like that. Because ComEd was bribing the Democrat mafia for we don't even know how many decades. And the same Democrat mafia scum agreed to just enrich ComEd in the middle of a scandal that would bring down any normal company. But they know one thing. The people that make up this sewer, they love the corruption. They just want in on it. And that's why they tolerate this open celebration of mafia-run government. From AT&T service techs to the rail yards of Union Station, IBEW excellence is on display in every corner of the Windy City and beyond. And that got me to thinking. He's right. Brian Ahakoelu, the former head of the IBEW Local 1260, wants the federal indictment thrown out alleging prosecutorial misconduct. He was indicted two years ago for conspiracy, vote rigging, and embezzlement along with two relatives. In a new motion to dismiss the grand jury indictment, Ahakuelo alleges the international IBEW worked with local staff to tamper with union ballots and then blame him. The motion also accuses the IRS agents of improper investigation techniques. Federal prosecutors' response is due by mid-October Ahakuelo's trial has been set to take place in early 2022. So he tried to flip on the other gangsters. I'm the victim. Sure, I'm a mafia kingpin, but now I'm the victim. 
And we've lit a path to the middle class for hundreds of thousands of working families. I know getting... Now, the way that they sell you this is they want you to pretend that they're doing better by being a, a member of this organized labor crime family, that you somehow do better, even though they do not incentivize achievement or excellence. In fact, what they promise, what they advocate, what they teach is mediocrity at extremely high prices. Now, you could only survive in a market if you had the kind of political corruption that is being celebrated in the sewer of Chicago today. Here took longer than we expected, but we're finally here. And this week, we're going to plot the path of this union until our next convention. This is an exciting moment for the labor movement and the IBEW. We're a union on the move, part of a movement on the rise. Working people across North America are coming together for a better life. They're standing up and sticking together for dignity and respect. And the I- yeah, because when I think IBEW, really, the first thing that comes to mind, by the way, these are all different clips. None of these are repeats. First thing that comes to mind is dignity, honesty, integrity. By the way, hardworking. Oh, yes. When I think of an IBEW, any union for that matter, I think hardworking. The fact that the vast majority of their clientele members have food stains from months ago and love handles on their ears, that's merely a coincidence. And another guilty plea in the federal union vote-rigging case. Michael Britton acknowledged his role to, in the scheme that swapped fake votes to force a multi-million dollar dues hike upon I. Wow, this time they rigged the, the vote for just the dues hike. Sure, they never rigged the vote, you know, to get some 80-year-old dementia patient who wee-wees in his pants to steal the most powerful office in the world. No. AEW Local 1260 Electrical Union members back in 2015. As with the other co-defendants, Russell Yamanoha and Daniel Rose, Britain faces up to a year in prison and a $10,000 fine when he's sentenced in January. A fourth co-defendant will enter her plea later this month. They have all... Oh, equity in gangsterism. Here's a, there's a woman that's involved in this. Well, she's a union thug. Agreed to cooperate in the prosecution of Brian Ahakuelo, his wife and her sister, who have been separately charged and pled not guilty in a 70-count embezzlement conspiracy <laughs> and fraud indictment. Sounds like Richard Irvin. BEW is leading the way. It's such a pleasure to see you here together in person. We are all truly blessed to be part of the greatest union in the world. And I'm blessed to call each and every one of you my brother and sister. Yeah, in organized crime. Welcoming us to the great state of Illinois is our governor, J.B. Pritzker. The governor is a good friend of working families and the IBEW, and we're lucky to have him here with us today. Because of him, Illinois became the first state in the Midwest to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. Yeah, and put I don't know how many businesses out of work, not to mention people unemployed. But the nice thing is, for once in his miserable miserable rule over the gangster state of Illinois. He finally is in a room where he's blending in. Because of him, Illinois passed the Collective Bargaining Freedom Act, ensuring workers' rights to collectively bargain and organize. Because of him... Let's see how this works. We'll, we'll get on with the, the wannabe gangster, because he's not really... That's a half-ass gangster, because he's not really a man. He's going on the, leg, the legend of the men that worked before him that were the actual gangster, gangsters that got their position through murder, mayhem, extortion, and burning down things. These guys can't do any of that. What they can do is polish off a six-course buffet. However, it's an interesting point that he makes. 
The reason you're here is Pritzker. Also the reason Pritzker's there. Because with this gangster government and this forced vote, and now with the new rules that for an honest worker, if you want a job, you're going to have to join this organized mafia, this labor extortion gangster government. The reason is because they make more dues per headcount, and they can charge a government who doesn't care what it pays for services regardless of how incompetent or how much time it takes. This is exactly the opposite of what a government is supposed to do for the people. The government is supposed to protect the people from fraud, from economic fraud. Instead, the government assures it by hiring these gangsters. Illinois passed its own bipartisan infrastructure bill, creating more than half a million good jobs. Union jobs, not jobs. So all of these slobs can charge the people of Illinois, the, the honest people. Who knows what? But here's the other story that plays right into this. More than 37,000 properties will be a part of Cook County's tax sale running from May 12th to May 18th. 37,000 people abandoned their property in one form or another because that's who's paying for this, are the taxpayers. So as you wallow in the failure, it was a good weekend by Chicago standards, only 23 shot, six fatally. As you wallow in the utopia of gangster government, you should at least recognize today in the sewer of Chicago, at the Capitol, really the Mecca, called McCormick Place. These gangsters are celebrating. And that's why the IBEW and our friends were behind him when he ran for governor in 2018 and were there for him as he faces re-election this year. Brothers and sisters, please give a warm IBW welcome to a true friend of working families, Governor J.B. Pritzker. Kiss the ring of that Mafia Don member. And that's how you know it doesn't matter who you run. This Don Capo Fetzel is going to be your next governor. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Nice. Turn it off. Was that an Irving commercial? See, that's what I mean. When I was a kid, gangsters were men. Pinky rings, could do 50 push-ups with a cashmere coat on a man. Instead, we get these pansies like Richard Irving, not to mention corrupt as the day is long. Crooked is Grand Avenue. WTTW News has found that Aurora Mayor and Republican gubernatorial candidate Richard Irving's ex-wife was hired by a company that's part of a project getting up to $15 million in Aurora City. Boy, oh boy, that sounds like one of these IBEW guys, right? Back now to our top story, the federal indictment naming a top Philly union boss and city councilman and several others. See how they interact with politics? See squirrel hands? I'm teaching you, baby. It's better in college. Yeah, Yuki and Jessica, two union members pleaded not guilty. They're facing those charges, and I can tell you one of them is the political director for the union. The other is the personal driver of union boss John Dockery. Oh, the personal driver. Old-fashioned gangster mafia. What did you did? You place the bets? Did you pick up the money, or you just burn the cars? What was your job, scumbag? It's a city and a state here that is rich in history of the struggles for labor rights and for union organizing. From you know, I love this part because this is him giving us a history lesson, not how Grandpa Abe, you know, financed some of those properties. No, not that kind of thing. This is how they're going to give us a history lesson of how organized labor extortion mafias not only extorted companies, but also those poor immigrants who wanted jobs. They would make you buy the jobs 
Like now, if you want one of these cushy jobs, you have to pay that fat-ass business agent. You've got to give him a sack. You know what a sack is? It's cash in an envelope. Never heard of that? I've got to teach you a lot, kid. From the 1887 Haymarket Affair to 1894 Pullman Strike, Chicago workers have been at the forefront of fighting for fair wages, for reasonable hours. Now, they want you to think that they organized the, the, the guys and the guys did better. What they did is beat all the workers that didn't want to join until they wanted to join. Then they would burn things that were the companies. And that's how they carved out an industry. See, here's what unions are. They're, they're really the example of organized crime. If you want to work, they extort you. If you need workers, they extort you. And in the meantime, that middle entity that's made up of morons, scumbag, half-assed gangsters, they make tens of billions of dollars the whole time pretending to benefit you, the worker, rather than what they really are, a labor extortion mafia. And you don't work unless you're a part of them, but only where it's politically protected, like the sewer of Chicago. Now, Pritzker's giving you a history lesson. After this, you should talk about pancakes. Really educate us and safe working conditions for all people. The men and women of the IBEW were instrumental in helping me to defeat the Republican administration of former Governor Bruce Rauner, who tried to strip away your right to organize. By the way, I think he's right. I think they were instrumental in the way every one of these Democrat mafia scumbags ever obtains office. The indictment is a, just a charge. Johnny Doc Doherty, the boss of the IBEW Local 98 Union, was the first of four people arraigned today on federal corruption charges of embezzlement, wire fraud, and theft. The indictment shows more than $600,000 in union money misspent over the past half decade. I was just on drugs and a hooker. There's a lot of weekends in the year. Come on, boys, what's the big deal? You didn't think this was a choir boy, did you? Two other union employees were also arraigned. One of them was Marita Crawford. She's accused of theft of stolen funds, including hundreds of dollars spent on dinners. She said nothing outside of court, but her... Big deal. Big deal. After all, they extorted, corrupted, intimidated to get their money. Who gives a rip how they spend it? That's what happens when you deal with dogs. You get fleas. 312-642-5600. AM560. Nice. Even gangsters don't kill their babies. We're going to get on to ugly women who like to kill their kids and not be charged criminally for it. We'll get on to that in a little while. But we do have some calls on the line. I do love the calls. Joe, Chicago, McCormick Place. How much did you pay to have your display plugged in? Joe? Hey, Sean, are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, In 1974, I worked at McCormick Place selling therapy equipment. Yeah. And we sold vibrating chairs. There was six of them. Oof. One gold chair in the corner made up like 90% of the sales. So me, who a guy, a college baseball player, and another guy who was an ex-Marine, picked it up and moved it to the front. That's a no-no. Moved the other one to the back. Yeah. And our boss came back from the a bathroom break, and she started crying that she was going to get kicked out of the show. And she made us put it back. And it took two union laborers three hours to come and move it for us. Are you and doing? They charge us for an electrician to plug it in. Yeah, that's what they do. That's, that's why when you have place. the events there, that's why they can only come there if their governments are paying for them. 
This it, it is a, it is a joke. McCormick Place throughout the country is a joke for anybody that ever had some sort of a, a, a convention there or had to put a display up there. I dealt with this when I was a kid. My friend's father was an honest man, put up a display, and it was a big ordeal to get some moron to come there and plug something in. And that's how you know it is what they want it to be. Organized crime, it's embraced and it's protected by law. By the politicians, the same one that protects the Sinaloa cartel, which apparently the the fashionable neck tattoo and hand tattoo is running rampant in Illinois. I feel dirty just being here. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate oh, the call. Uh, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Jim in Chicago. Oh, John. Yeah, you're one of these human oh, yeah. guys. Let me ask you something. Yeah, you yeah, have, in fact, let me tell you. Let me tell you a good story. Some, some let, let me tell you a good story. Right. My. Uh, there was a great union uh, uh, president that I knew yeah. in my family. He'd say, anytime you leave Chicago, uh-huh. you're camping out. You're camping out. And that's the truth. Hey, do you know who uh, I anyway, I'll bet anyway, you know which, who which, I which, which, Who's that? I'll bet you know. At Butler International, he's dead now, but he was a big, fat slob of a union oh. lawyer named Hugh Arnold. You ever hear of him? Oh, sure. Sure. That was a big, wise guy back then. I thought he was a big fat pansy oh. who didn't tip the help, but that's what a union scumbag is. But go ahead. Well, anyway, which oligarch, which Republican oligarch will pull off this election in Illinois? You think it'll be you, Uline? Jim, you Or know. will it be Griffin? Which one, Griffin or Uline? Oh, it'll be who Pritzker. Off the... And it'll be Pritzker, Jim, because of guys like well, you in might... Chicago who are waiting for that mystical, magical pension you pretend you earn. Because you'll get off your fat ass exactly once a year to step and fetch for whatever gangster... They tell you to vote for, because that's what it is. How you doing? Teresa, Gold Coast. Hey, Sean. McCormick Place has been dead for years. I mean, there is no company who wants to hold their conventions there because of what they have to pay for the space. I think the DNC. The DNC. It's perfect for those gangsters. Well, it is for them. Yeah. I know C, uh, CES is one of the first to pull out. That was years ago. They'll go to Vegas. They'll go to Dallas. They'll go to Podunk, Iowa. They will not go to Chicago. Uh, hey, I think the this is, is the capital of gangster government utopia. So it's only natural yeah. that they should have it here. They could have Lori Lightfoot come in. They could have all of their freaks and all of the women that want to kill their babies come on. And in fact, you know, I mean, you gave me a theme. I think I've even got their music for them, Tracy. Ready for this? Lori Lightfoot, campaign song. The best, Frankie Valley. Now, 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 now that high pitch, that's only something union members can get to because they went from tough guys when I was a kid to these kind of guys. That's what they went to. All right, let's go. Uh, do we want to do we want to play the joyful? Do I want to play the example of the kind of woman that would slaughter her baby? Why don't why don't we put a face on it? Because over the weekend I had to hear this. And I know this may be an uncomfortable conversation for people, but we have to have it. So I hear Rachel saying we can't demonize, you know, don't demonize women. Um, I have to tell you, um, I don't know if that's my ministry, because when we talk about Republican voting women um, who are supporting candidates, who are openly racist, who are openly sexist, who are openly misogynistic, who are openly xenophobic. That's not right. 
Um, I think that is an easy demographic to demonize. And so I'm curious because you were once a Republican. You still talk to Republican voting women. I'm curious your conversation because you can probably you and Rachel uh, and Jill could probably have a better conversation than I would because I don't always know. how. Now, to- first of all, you're talking to a fast talking scumbag who's only got that position because of her genitalia and her pigmentation. Didn't earn it. She's on TV. Unqualified. I mean, I guess lucky for us, she's not actually on the Supreme Court, which is the next step. But in other words, anybody who votes Republican, they're terrible people. I want you to hear an example of the kind of a scourge. And I don't care that I don't know what race she is. I think she has female genitalia from the way she's intuiting it. But I don't really care what kind of person this is. This is the kind of person we're dealing with who want to advocate for murdering their child and being not criminally charged. Not only that, get it done for free. So, I mean, here's the thing. Here's my feeling about the leaker. I I would like to find out who the leaker is so I could make sweet love to that person because that person is a (laughs) hero to me. Okay, and if the leaker, a lot of people are saying it could be a conservative. If the leaker is a Republican uh, and if I get pregnant during our lovemaking, I will joyfully abort our fetus and let them know. (laughs) That's the kind of people we're dealing with. Oh, my God. Yeah, These are the kind of people. So when you hear this advocating for mothers to kill their baby, do you think you're thinking back in your head to your aunts, to women of character instead of these fast-talking Marxist scum that would hump anything, anything. They don't even care. Take the, take it off, bend over, and now it's my problem. See, this is the breakdown of where the problem is because none of this would be an issue if these idiots understood where the babies come from. None of it would be an issue. Then if they had any dignity or character, we wouldn't have to do the cleaning up after them, and they just want to feel good about it. Well, I think they're scum of the earth. I really, really do, and I don't care what anyone thinks. Because even those gangsters I make fun of, whether they're the butter-handed ones of today like J.B. Pritzker or the old-time fashion ones like my guy Hugh, they wouldn't have killed a baby. Now it's all different. Now it's all different. They have women that advocate openly, not just that they're tramps, but that somebody else should pay while they kill their kid. So you could talk about it and hide behind the word abortion. You could hide behind the political philosophy. But for you men out there, till you stand up like a man, and reject wrong in the and advocate right. You don't get to walk like Lori Lightfoot and me. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. AM five sixty. The answer. You can't top my Frankie Valley in there, squirrel. All right, let's go to the lines. I'm dying to talk to one of them. Harry on the Dan Ryan. Hey, Sean. I hear in the uh, Tribune this Sunday, and uh, they're talking about the uh, Cook County Assessor upcoming election with our uh, friend Fritz versus, um, I believe, Terry Steele. Mm-hmm. I know you got your, uh, your ear to the street on uh, commercial real estate, so who's the, uh, who's the local landlord supposed to be back in here? It's, uh, well, if you want the corrupt the money bundling deal, you'll go, you'll go with the new one who just raised a million dollars in five days. And she's backed by the largest corrupt people in the state. But here's the here's the broader question, Harry. What what do we need an assessor for? I mean, what do we need an assessor for? Right now, there are vehicles to give you the price per foot of every single piece of real estate in the country. To the second, they can tell you exactly what it costs. What do we need a Cook County assessor for? And the answer is a vestibule of corruption. 
because whoever bribes her, or I guess it's called campaign contributions, whoever does that has their foot in the door. And then before you know it, it isn't just two Cook County judges and that scum Eddie Burke with a pocket of Viagra at the, on Rush Street pretending to be a man and the Table of Wisdom LLC that's scooping up the properties. This is, this is the ultimate form of corruption. You don't need anybody to be the assessor. Tell me what it is, what my home is worth, minute to minute, and I'll pay the extortion fee for ownership you call property taxes. And you could hide in your corruption to the teachers' union and the rest of your bribery, how you pay off the IBEWs to plug in the thing at McCormick Place and all your new projects, your casino. Just base it on the real value. But an assessor gets to be an arbiter of corruption. Now, if you're in on the scam, you don't pay. If you hire one of these scumbag law firms, you don't pay. If you're just a pigeon, poor guy working his ass off, trying to raise your kids and your family and you're honest, your name is Harry and you're on the Dan Ryan, you pay, sucker. So it doesn't really matter, unfortunately, Harry. Whichever scumbag gets in, it'll be business as usual, as they perfected this scheme 100 years ago, as Pritzker just gave you a lesson earlier. Thank you, my friend. Sorry for the bad news, but life is short. Live it with a tan. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, I agree with you with uh, assessors or township assessors. You don't need a one of them. You don't need a one of them. It is the most most redundant office that exists solely for corruption. And I like how they come up with an idea. Oh, I got an idea. Okay, what's the idea? You could pay online. Oh, you mean like everything else? Look at you. What progress. And in the meantime, the slimy scum Tony Rescos and his family, which I think the kid just paid $16 million for another project after a few donations. That'll still keep going. And the Chicago dummy who wants to sit on his fat ass like Jim and get one of those mystical, magical pensions he pretends he earns, he doesn't give a rip. He just wants his uncle to be the business agent. Hey, Guido, how you doing? Go ahead. Yeah, and I agree with you 100% on that. But here's my question. You know, we're watching, the, uh, listening and watching the news. Elizabeth Warren, these abortionists, Elizabeth Warren's so disgusting that the senator from um, uh, State. On this show, but, you can refer to her as Focahannes or Chuck yeah, Connors. Focahannes. Chuck Connors. Either one. Go ahead. Now, the question I want to ask you is, in the, here in Illinois, where is Cardinal Supich and the Catholic Church? Why isn't the Catholic Church speaking up in uh, regards to pro-life? They've if got, John Paul was still alive, he would mm-hmm. be beaten on the pulpit, God rest his soul, mm-hmm. saying how wrong abortion is. What's well, your opinion? They've got pedophile cases to settle. They're tied up right now. But they're going to get around to it right when they figure which one will keep their tax-free property and, and, and their income for producing absolutely nothing going. So they're going to wow. side with the mafia, in my opinion, because that's what yeah. they are in Democrats. Are, isn't Supich in the fat slob? Governor, i, I got to be specific, which Pritzker I'm talking about, the fat slob that hasn't transgendered yet, isn't he and, and Supich good buddies? I mean, I think they are. Yeah, well, they live on Astor Street, both of them. I mean, they're both walking around. They're both worth hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars, neither one of them earned. I mean, after all, it's a small group of people, Robert. Thank you very much. I hope you didn't yeah. think there was any integrity in that whole thing. Megan, Orland Park. Hey, um, how how you doing? Good, good. Um, Sean, um, I have actually three things, three things to talk to you about. Two of them, they're all quick. They're all quick. First of all, happy belated birthday, Squirrel Hands. Oh, very good. He's he's all excited um, about it. He looks yeah. terrible, but he's twenty six. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. 
And then I love your interaction with Nikki Whaley. It's oh. fantastic how you guys play off each other. That's oh, great. Thank you, thank but my main reason why I called today was to let you know that a long time ago, I worked in the trade show industry. I sold trade show displays. Uh-huh. And it's absolutely right. I'm telling you, those unions will charge to hang a Velcro sign. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plug well, in your light fixture. It's called feather it's bedding, and it is their business plan. Feather bedding. It only exists in municipals, municipal unions, and government contracts because that's the only place that these organized mafias can thrive. They can't exist in competition. That's why my favorite story are the immigrants that got here eight years ago, have 42 trucks, 38 people that work for them, and they thrive all because they do business and they actually get things done for a good cost, a value to the to the customer, and still make a tremendous amount of money in half the time. But union stronghold mafias, New York, New Jersey, Chicago, Illinois, those hubs of success, Democrat utopias, don't worry. This is where the gangster government thrives and exists. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. They would like you to think... That our situation is happenstance. Oops! What happened? We're a victim of happenstance. Stagflation, inflation, recession, market correction. None of it matters when you're broke. That's why rich people call it cash flow. Poor people call it broke. If you're on the dead end of a society that's being manipulated by the corrupt, you hate it. This country has not gone to war with any country since World War II that hasn't first uttered Why should we use your American dollar? It's a very good question, especially when you look at the way in which our currency and our principles have been bastardized. The ignorance, the arrogance, and the corruption of our political whores we call representatives who continue to monetize debt, a word salad phrase for borrow from the future and tax with guaranteed taxation. I stumbled upon his writings a while ago. I've had him on my show once. I really enjoyed it. His name is Tho Bishop. He was the Deputy Communications Director for the House Financial Services Committee. I've re- I, I originally read his article, I believe, in Business Insider. He's written for the Federalist, Daily Caller. He is now at Mises. So thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Doing great, Sean. So glad to join you. You were the guy I thought about when I read the story of Lula in Brazil, who is meandering in the polls. He had a slight lead. He says, look, why in the world are we using the corrupt dollar? It's time we get our own currency. And I thought to myself, there's a guy that wants to get killed. And then I thought, there's a guy who said the quiet part out loud. Why should anybody use our dollar? Well, at this point, I mean, the problem is, is that there is decades now of abuse. And, and what's interesting is that if you look back in recent history, it's not simply uh, you know, South America you know, leftists that obviously have a long sort of pattern of uh, you know, rattling the saber against America for, you know, political purposes and whatnot. 2018, it was Mark Carney in the Bank of England saying that there is concerns out there that America is weaponizing the dollar at the expense of the rest of us and that we've been using the power that we've had 
you know, ever, ever since he had the complete fall of Bretton Woods, the complete close of the gold window, um, which, again, it's always laughable when the Fed says we've never defaulted on our obligations. That itself was a default. Um, <laughs> but, you know, this system's only 50 years old. It, it, it has always been propped up by the judgment of the Ph.D. class. And looking around American universities and today, if, if that doesn't give you pause, I don't know what will. And, and what we're seeing right now is you know, these, these are waters that we are navigating that are, are completely unprecedented. And people need to recognize that the experts are not in control. They don't know what is going on. These are the same people saying inflation was transitory a year ago. And we need to be finding solutions to take them out of our lives because we can't. The answer isn't giving them more power. So it was only a few years ago. When the Duchess of Chaffington, as she was the Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, was navigating and negotiating on the behalf of Vladimir Putin that everything was going to be fine as we sold him the materials for nuclear weapons. Uh, I remember the legacy of, of Russian love by Bill Clinton, by Al Gore, by Democrats since the fall of the Soviet Union. And I don't just mean the ones like Raskin, whose father was, in fact, a Soviet, along with Bernie Sanders. But uh, the minute Rootin' Tootin' Putin started to say, you know, I've been buying a lot of gold. I like the ruble. And I don't think I want to use your dollar. And I've got these guys over here in Iran and even Saudi Arabia, along with China, who don't want to use your dollar. All of a sudden... We've got a proxy war going on that's now even Congress people are admitting to. But more importantly, on behalf of one of the only oligarch-run countries that is so open and notorious that they own all of the energy industries, and they were bribing Hunter Biden. I don't think it's a coincidence, and I'd like to know what you think. Yeah, no, no, it's not a coincidence at all. And what's funny is that if you go back to the fall of the, the Soviet Union, I mean, a lot of the same sort of circles that are, you know, the, the, the biggest champions of uh, President Zelensky, they were the ones arguing against Ukrainian secession back then. They thought a bigger Russia was going to be easier to control. Um, and so what you have going on right now is that there has been a pattern now. Again, you know, really, if, if you go back to the financial crisis and, and the complete reset, the, the breaking of our own rules there, that is when you start seeing international tensions, kind of and international actors, um, recognizing that you know, you know the Federal Reserve cannot be trusted with this very special role as you know, a, 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 you know global reserve currency, and and this is where while you know there might be you know if, if you're looking at the military day by day, you know there is a lot of reasons to perhaps think that Russia's actions in Ukraine that that you know may, maybe Putin was overestimating um, the, the forces from a military perspective. The economic realignment that's going on right now is something. That, that we should not be sleeping on. And, I mean, one of the interesting things, if you look around the world, the one central bank that has remained sober the past 10 years has been Russia's central bank. Um, you know, e- even, I think, Western uh, commentators have to recognize that, that Russia's central bank is one of the best in the world. She tried to resign after the Ukrainian invasion. That didn't happen. Putin wasn't, ha- wasn't settling for that. But, you know, that is a country that kept its debt very low and has been stockpiling gold. Um, which is a little bit different than China, which China's also bought a ton of gold, but they, their debt has gone even crazier. And I think what you're seeing right now is a, a larger alignment between it, it is the globalist West that helped instigate this conflict. I'm, that's not to take away, you know, a, a responsibility to Putin for lobbing missiles into civilian areas. No, right. Yes, but you know, there, there's an escalation with, within this. There's been arrogance from the West in dealing with Russia for a very long time. And, and you have now all these actors, including Lula's uh, opponent in Brazil, Bolsonaro. Um, you have uh, AMLO in Mexico. 
you have this growing contingent of, let's call them nationalist leaders that prioritize the well-being of their own people against virtue signaling for the cause of the day. And this is creating a dynamic that, again, the West is used to having everyone follow behind them. I mean, when we put sanctions on Iran, everyone followed behind us. We put sanctions on North Korea, everyone falling behind us. Now, again, in spite of the military side of things, the, the rest of the world is not just following our lead, and it's because of the way that we've abused this power in the past. And really, the only thing that's, that's propping us up is the fact that the ide- ideology of our Fed, again, uh, that, that is influencing central bankers around the world, they're, they're all kind of following our lead for the most part. You're, the EU is even worse than we are, right? Uh, Japan's having their own issues. The only yeah. thing that's maintaining the strength of the dollar is everyone else who's been buying into the same poison that we've been pumping out there. Um, but again, how long can this continue? Um, you know, particularly when you have the Fed now having to, having to, to try to, to course correct, you know, promising that they know how to bring us a soft landing. Again, why anyone would have any faith that they can uh, manage their way out of this without either the two choices being a very severe, severe correction that's going to, you know, it was a scale that we haven't seen, or they're going to end up, you know, reversing yet again. Um, and we'll see just how long we can keep this inflationary uh, period going. So I am so sick of the Rodney Dangerfield. If you're a fat slob and you want to look skinny, just hang with fatter people. I can't stand this comparison anymore. And the reality is it's perspective that is lacking in this country because the Americans are spoiled brats who grew up with a world currency, have no understanding what so-called recessions, what inflation looks like when you have to then convert your money into a corrupted dollar that is willy-nilly printed up based on political prostitution. There is the disconnect between Americans and why there should be an integrity in our dollar versus turning it over to these imbeciles who put lipstick on pigs as they destroy the premise of a, of a dollar with any kind of integrity. And, you know, if you were in Saudi Arabia, if you were in South America, if you were in Europe, why in the world would I change my currency? Have to. I'm forced to in order to exist into a currency that a bunch of senators and congressmen who have been bribed by big pharma, big military industrial complex to just print more up and say, ah, to hell with it. I mean, should we, in fact, be the world currency with everything you've witnessed? Yeah, the, the, the entire assumption was that America, because we're so, you know, fuel motivated by pure ideological dreams and, and, you know, we just want to bring peace in the world. Therefore, you can trust us. You can't trust your government. You can trust us, though. <laughs> this is a little monetary system. I can't even and, I can't and, hear and what I'm laughing. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it, 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 it's gone exactly as one would expect. The, the Fed has been deliberately manipulative the entire time. And that's one of the things that I think is important to understand, too, is that this isn't honest policy mistakes with devastating consequences. I mean, if you go back and, and you look at, you know, it, the way that Greenspan, the way that he would go before the elected representatives of the American public, and he would talk about our monetary policy, he deliberately did so in a way to, to make your eyes gloss over. He wanted you to believe that, that what we were doing to the dollar was something beyond our comprehension. Yes. And then you read the transcript when he's talking to actual Fed, when he's talking within Federal Reserve meetings, and, and, and that you can see the Fed knew exactly what they were doing, they, they knew that there were potential trade-offs, and this is true, the Bernanke said as well. They, they knew that there were consequences here, and they would not share those debates with the public. Because how dare we question our Ph.D. masters with, at, at the Federal Reserve? You know, these are deliberately manipulative actors. 
Um, which again should not surprise anyone, but sometimes we, we, we need that. You know, it's, it's fortunate that people need to be reminded of that. And so what's interesting now is we're seeing a generation of younger leaders, um, uh, like uh, President Bukel uh, and, and, and El Salvador, um, the, the, the head of the Central African Republic. You know, you're now actually seeing states take the action of saying, okay, well, we're going to, instead of using politicized dollars, we're going to uh, uh, pivot our policy to be more open to Bitcoin, be more open to gold, be more open to assets that, dollar, that aren't politicized by D.C. bureaucrats. And, of course, the response to that is the IMF coming and saying, you can't do that. You know, Argentina <laughs> giving, uh, is, is receiving an IMF bailout right now. And one of the things that they're saying is, like, oh, well, you're, you're going to crack down on Bitcoin for us. Because it's not only the devaluation of the dollar to help prop up governments that can't stop their spending addiction. They are weaponizing the dollar against us, which we saw firsthand with the Canadian trucker situation. We've seen it with the way that uh, various conservative groups have been persecuted for bank, you know, through the banking system in America. And increasingly, we're seeing the financial side of the state is being explicitly weaponized against political dissidents, um, no matter what those are. And that's, that's an aspect there. It's not just inflation. It's a weapon by the regime. I feel it's been really hardcore, exactly what you just described, but really since, since after the 70s, when they realized that we were always going to be weaponizing the dollar and we could rule and govern and corrupt and overthrow countries by that continued philosophy. But I think they also underestimated the stupidity of their own policies. At the same time, they are hampering American business, real American energy and American progress. They are, in essence, giving a license to Africa, giving a license to South America and Europe and Russia to attach their currency to something we all need, whether it's oil or natural gas or the minerals to make the mystical, magical electric cars, whatever the case is. If these countries were to attach it to their natural resources and have a currency that, that was, was tangible value, it would destroy a, a dollar so weak that all it takes is 51% of a bunch of political whores to say, print more. And now you don't even have to. You could just have BlackRock and uh, the Fed do it on their own. The idea that we have monetized debt was the first swindle perpetrated by Alan Greenspan, but he had Andrea Mitchell to go on nightly news and sell it. <laughs> Shouldn't that have been an indicator? Yeah, you, you would think so. Uh, that's, that's something here not quite right. Um, and, and again, what was interesting, too, is that if you look around the world, you know, if you look at, again, I, I think Europe is really the, the massive you know, warning here. Because, I mean, this is for, for everything that, that America has done wrong. And, and we do all, we've done a whole lot of it. Um, you know, there, there were some, uh, uh, I think, progress made in the right direction on, on some of the regulatory side and the, and the taxing side during uh, some, some of the Trump years. But you know, our, our you know, they are, we're still systemically addicted to debt and, and government uh, entitlements, all that. You, you look at Europe though, and Europe's in a whole different situation where they they have been completely hammering their banking system with negative interest rates, which has made them even more dependent upon, say, a Russia economy, just simply to, be, to, to, to help bolster the balance sheets. You know, it, it, and that's, that's in that dynamic here is that when we're talking about easy money, when we're talking about low interest rates, when we're talking about what the globe has experienced in the last 10 years, what that really is doing is it's subsidizing risk because we're now having pension funds and insurance companies that, that would otherwise, you know, stock up on conservative investments like government bonds or, mm-hmm. or, or you know, safe assets. They have now been having to, because of our policy decisions, load up on risky assets. 
they've been having to, load up on Russian debt that now is worth anything because of the sanctions we've imposed on them. We've been having to buy you know, into tech companies that have never been profitable and are now seeing their stocks decline in a massive way, right? So now you have all of these different aspects of the economy that need something that's reliable, they, that, that you know, they have now been forced to because of the brilliance of, of Bernanke and Yellen and Powell and all these people that have, that have you know, deliberately that have continued to set up benchmarks and then failed to meet them. The, the amount of risk in the financial system is something that we've never seen before. And again, the more targets out there, the more wins that are out there, the more headlines we're seeing on a daily basis now. This, the idea that these people know what they're doing and that they can plan ahead, you know, I, I, I don't know how anyone can buy that right now. Do you think it can be saved? Um, I, I think that you know, it, it is every time that the Fed has engaged in policy so re- reckless, they've been able to, to they've been very creative in finding new ways of kicking the cane down the road. And so, I don't want to get too over the skis over my skis on the dollar itself. Also, because of this global dynamic, I mean, I could see a situation where the dollar is stronger. A year from now, not because of anything the Fed's done right, but because you have smaller central banks that have followed our playbook, and they can't get away with it the way we can. You know, the, 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 the scale of the dollar gives us a little bit more flexibility relative to other countries. And so you could see a situation where you see smaller central banks. You, you, know, you see the Argentina fall, or you see yeah. you know, Thailand fall, or some, some of these smaller central banks fall. You could, you could see, I think, the, the, the ECB fall. And if you, if you start having those currency crises, I think you're still going to see a demand for the dollar rise because we're, we're still perceived as being stronger than the rest. So in, in the short term, you know, I, I think that that dynamic, that relative dyna- dynamic could lead to the Fed kind of keeping the ship afloat for a while. I don't know in the long term, however, how in the world they're ever going to get to something resembling normal policy. I mean, maybe the Fed's really committed right now to going through a hard correction and that will give the, the, the dollar, again, strength relative to the rest of it. I mean, I, I don't know if they have that political will there. It's very interesting that Jay Powell has not been reconfirmed yet after being nominated uh, by, by Biden last year. Is the, do, do Democrats have the political will to allow the Fed to correct things? And that's one of the issues is that politically, you know, the, the reason why you don't tend to get good monetary policy is because the idea of Fed independence is a myth. And, and people are always looking at election, you know, the, the election projections. So if, if the Fed is really committed to, to tightening and trying to address the inflationary system, they might be able to do that better than some other, other banks out there. Um, but I, I think in the long term, you know, all of the concerns that were had prior to the closing of the gold window, all of the, the, the warnings out there about the way that a fiat currency will be weaponized and abused, I think those have been proven uh, absolutely correct. And so long term, I don't think you can salvage a, a, a dollar whose measurement is the judgment of PhDs and so whether you end up getting some sort of uh, revaluation, some sort of peg to the dollar to try to fix it, or whether the dollar ends up being replaced right. by a substitute, something that, that just ends up you know, rising in a crisis, you know, I think there's a variety of scenarios that can play out there. Um, but what, what the status quo cannot last. And, and the only thing that's saving us right now is the fact that everyone else is bought in the same sort of you know, academic yeah. propaganda that our people have been feeding. All of a sudden, I feel like Simon Bar-Sinister is in a rowboat with 35 other slimy, smarmy guys going over Niagara Falls, and we're hoping he hangs on. But here's the answer, though. I'm going to run for president, make the dollar honest again. I'm going to put you in charge of the Fed. Then we're going to rip it all down. What do you say? You in? That sounds good. Let's close it down. All right. Wonderful. We'll be back. Thank you so much for joining me. Tho Bishop, Mises.org. I truly appreciate you, and please keep it up. I love your articles. They're informative. 
and they're right on. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, the answer. It's got what it takes. So tell me why. It's always about the money. You know, I know people, oh, why do you have the money? It's this whole predicament is because these political whores needed to overthrow our society, a society that didn't need rulers but wanted representation. It's taken them quite a while, but make no mistake of it, we're here. I was at a party yesterday for Mother's Day. That's why I came back. And it was wonderful. It's my wife's family, and I have nieces and nephews, and they have kids, and it's absolutely wonderful to be around it until you realize what these kids are now used to. You know, there was a time in this country when this kind of uh, failed, it's not even leadership. I know that the the knee-jerk reaction is to call it leadership. But this system where we're now slaves to these idiots, this is not normal. It's the new normal that they warned you about after bipartisan corruption would become the thing we got used to. Where now politicians are telling us how we will act how our kids will behave, what they will do to get out of the house, what you will do to go to work. And before you know it, you're following them in arguments of stupidity. The argument of abortion is a stupid argument. It's a stupid argument. It's simple. We're going to waste time on this thing? Here's the deal. You want to kill your kid? You're a forever scumbag. The idea that you want to take our money and do it is as stupid as taking our money and putting your kid through college. Put your own damn kid through college. And by the way, oh, they go, oh, you want the babies, but you don't care about them. No, no, no. The two are mutually exclusive. I want that kid to have the right to realize his parent is somebody who was willing to kill him and doesn't want to pay for their own school. That's what I want. Let the kid go on to be a wonderful bricklayer, a wonderful truckloader, whatever the case is. But I want the kid to never be ruled. See, because when politicians rule you, the ramifications of their decisions are the kind of thing you really have a hard time living with. First find of microplastics in human lungs. For the first time, microplastic contamination has been seen in the lungs of live humans. The particles were discovered in almost all of the samples screened. They said microplastic contamination is now pervasive throughout the globe and that there is a rising worry over the risks of health exposure. You know what that is from, right? Squirrel hands. I mean, I like when it's given to me in that effeminate British accent. It's from masks. Masks that politicians told you would help you. Masks. They had no idea what they're doing. Do you know, it's funny, OSHA had a, had a, um, a charge that if a company, you did something and you had to wear these masks, you would have to, as an employee, be sent to the doctor numerous times and you'd have to get x amount of time off to prevent exactly what squirrel hands you guessed it plastic in your lungs because you know the funny thing about plastic in your lungs it's always there you could smoke for 50 years and if you don't get cancer you got smoker lung right you stop smoking for six months your lung is beautiful pink and lovely as if you never smoke because it can heal do you know when it can heal it can't heal if you got plastic in your lungs well can't heal it's called mesothelioma, among other things. Bad, bad, very bad. Asbestos, that's why the big thing about asbestos, because it's a form that gets in your lung, kills it. 
microplastics were detected in 11 out of the 13 individuals whose tissue was sampled after surgery. Aside from PET used for bottles, polypropylene was the most frequent particle. During autopsy, researchers detected substantial levels of microplastics in the lungs of two prior studies. Now remember, squirrel hands, the cases of the pandemic. You know, the one we don't want to find out about the origins anymore. Don't talk about Fauci giving money to another organization that funded the Wuhan lab or Pfizer opening up a research and development lab in Wuhan in 2009. We don't want to talk about that. You know, by the way, did you see the year that they had with the vaccines? Record years in profits from that. There's another little thing. What about all the kids that went to school? Shifting our focus now, there seems to be perhaps not a single place where plastic isn't causing a problem. First, they were spotted in human blood, and now traces of microplastics have been found deep within our lungs. A new study has found microplastic particles in li- live lung tissues. Now, li- I always think about this when all of the people who insisted you wear your mask around them and all that stuff, I wonder what it's going to be like when they get the news of this, because this is a relatively new story, along with another relatively new story. Turning now to a big development in the fight against the coronavirus, the FDA has announced it's putting strict new restrictions on the use of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine due to the risk of rare but potentially life-threatening blood clots. Now, it's only recommended for people who cannot get another vaccine or won't otherwise be vaccinated. This comes as COVID cases are rising nationwide. By the way, the vaccine, you know what they're also hiding aside from the effects of the vaccine? For 75 years, Pfizer didn't want to give you the data they're not giving you the amount of people that died being vaccinated i mean we all know the president the vice president has gotten it a couple of times but she's practically licking everything banisters and everything she's got her face on it after all that's how she got the job and the u.s nears a incomprehensible one million deaths from covid19 for more on all of it, we're joined now by White House COVID-19 response coordinator, Dr. Ashish Jha. Uh, Dr. Jha, thank you for being with us this morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me here, Tony. So the country's been on quite a journey, and the CDC's been on quite a journey with this Johnson & Johnson vaccine from approval to guidance in December and now new guidance. What's behind the latest information? Yeah, so, Tony, there's not any new data that's driving this. What you're hearing from the FDA is we do know of this very, very rare side effect uh, called TTS. And what this is is a clot. You know, it's funny, as you hear this, um, it was Ron Johnson. You remember the senator, the one that put a fight up and he, he wanted a platform for all of these people? And whenever a doctor for the government says rare, rare, it's not so rare. When they use two rares, in fact, it's pretty common. That's the way in which you have to listen to these swindlers, these frauds. Because what is it that they're really promoting? Propaganda is political brainwashing. It's a calculated attack on the complexity of other people's minds. It's the invisible hand. It's getting you to submit without realizing consciously that you're submitting. Wherever there is power, there is propaganda. If we grow up only surrounded by propaganda, then how do we know what is truth? We can take back control of 350 million pounds. 350 million pounds. 350 million pounds. Propaganda. That's, that's, that's where they keep saying the same thing over and over again. And they keep saying the same thing over and over and over again. But what they don't want you to know is from the plastic in your lungs to the blood clots and the Bell's palsy and uh, the twitchy leg ringing in the ears. That's all rare, 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 rare. Although 
It might not be. But what might be rare is that, for once, they tell you the truth when it comes to side effects, which we don't call side effects anymore. Oh, no, no, no. no. They're uh, unusual events, or whatever scam artist name they want you to believe it is. Very rare. Um, so what they're suggesting is that given that people have good alternatives, Moderna and Pfizer, two excellent vaccines that don't have this rare side effect, uh, that they're strongly no. recommend. What about the other mesothelioma? Or not mesothelioma. Uh, the one with your heart when you get the enlarged heart. You know what the name of it is? When they get the Jimmy leg, tendonitis in the ears. Bell's palsy, or as I like to call it, Democrat woman voter. Recommending that people uh, get those instead of getting the J&J. In retrospect, did we not do enough testing ahead of time? Myocarditis. No, that's a very good question. These are very rare side effects. Again, just to put this. Myocarditis, squirrel hands. Get your, come on. I mean, if I go to you for something, you spit it out. Into context, uh, a, a bad side effect from this vaccine is far rarer than the, the bad side effect from taking a daily aspirin. So it's not like we're talking about something that uh, uh, would have been easily picked up in a clinical trial. Good thing they got that union vote, though. Whew. That'll keep them in the saddle. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Hey, Craig. Sean, thanks for taking my Hello, thanks for taking my call. You know, this is really diabolical what's going on, and I'll tell you what, when it's all said and done, they probably will have killed way more people with the shots and not letting them get the uh, ivermectin and the hydroxychloroquine and all those kind of things. And, it, and in fact, I know of so many people that have heart problems and had heart things and uh, died in their sleep with heart attacks. People in good shape. I know a bunch of them personally. This, well, this is diabolical. I don't in know the, how many the of the 300 soccer players that died of myocarditis. I mean, that's probably they would have probably died anyway. You know, let's not be so pessimistic. I mean, they're putting this experiment in your body. I'm sure it's all going to be fine. But what we do know is the masks lead to plastic in your lungs. That's not good. Plastic in your lungs isn't good, Craig. But it does qualify you for the ghetto lottery of disability. So once again, keep your eye on the ball, Craig. Those are called Democrat votes. They don't just get the mafia union members. They get the welfare roaches as well. Lee and Hammond. Hey, Sean. You know, I purposely got that J&J shot, and the reason being it's a viral vector shot, not an mRNA shot. From what I understood about it, it seemed to be somewhat safer than the technology used in the mRNA. Uh-huh. And to me, this demonization going on with the, against a the J&J shot is just meant to steer people toward the uh, that more dangerous mRNA shot. I think Pfizer themselves, a court ordered that they release their internal documents on it, Showing that three percent of the people that they in their own surveys that were taking the shot were dying, which is like it's like six times more deadly than the virus itself. That only kills a half a percent. Yeah, it does explain though why they would want a virus, wouldn't it? Thank you very much, Lee. Well, I mean, after all, the their, is, their Rob, numbers. Dr. Robert Malone, the guy that designed that actually created the mRNA technology himself, on multiple occasions came out and said that that mRNA technology is way too dangerous to be using on people in mass like they're doing, you know. Ah, what's he know, conspiracy theorist. Thank you very much. Is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. You know what's going to be fun? The drugs that they put you on to treat the plastic in your lungs that they insisted you get, that'll be sold to you by Pfizer, too. 312. 312- 642 5600. AM560. The answer. I do like country music. Big fan. Big, big fan. 
something better about listening to it in a state that's not inhabited by union gangsters, though. Of course, everything's better. Even the popcorn. It, it does make sense, though, when you realize just how, how owned these political whores really are. It does make sense. All of it makes sense. Whether it's the monetized debt, the ignorance of the corruption in which the government would give one company trillions of dollars to buoy up a stock market that can't keep its head up when a Democrat scumbag has stole the office, or it's sending weapons to an oligarch-run country that was in the midst of a civil war killing its own people, and how they use those people to soften us up and weaken our hearts and to make us forget exactly about the money that was paid to the dimwit and diapers some call president. Over the weekend, we learned that Hunter's lucrative business dealings often included giving as much as 50% of his earnings to his dad, President Joe Biden, according to text messages on the old laptop. The text read, quote, I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years, Hunter allegedly said to his daughter Naomi in 2019, quote, it's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. That it doesn't mean anything. But here's the good news. I want you to drive around a little happier than you were because it's never been more obvious beyond the shadow of a doubt. 81 million people did not vote for him. Absolutely not. Did you happen to see 2,000 Mules, kid? Did you? Did you buy it? Fantastic. So we're going to show you a visual, a pattern of life that someone can see and look at rather than just a whole spreadsheet of numbers being able to look at it in this manner. What you see here on the screen is a single person on a single day in Atlanta, Georgia. They went to 28 drop boxes in five organizations in one day. What are the orange dots? Those are drop boxes. And what is the blue tracks? That is a smoothed out pattern of life so that we could take the sort of the movement of the individual cell phone signals, marry them together into something that's visual so that you can see movement on the individual. See, but the Democrats don't mind because they're used to this. They're used to this in their lives. They just want in on the scam. They're used to it in their work. And another guilty plea in the federal union vote rigging case. Michael Britton acknowledged his role to, in the scheme that swapped fake votes to force a multi-million dollar dues hike upon IBEW local 1260 electrical. Yeah, the IBEW, they only faked and rigged and scammed the vote for an increase in dues. They would never do it for a president who's the most union friendly political whore in American existence. And the nice thing is they didn't only have to tap into the IBW union scum wannabe gangsters. They had so many of Antifa and BLM, not the Bureau of Land Management, and other Marxist scumbags. The field was quite rich with lack of talent, but obvious corruption. To get to some of these drop boxes, you had to be intentional. You had to get off the highway. You had to go on surface streets. You had to turn in somewhere in order to get to those drop boxes. And the circles, I take it, reflect the nonprofit centers. Are that the places where the ballots originate? The stash houses, where the ballots are collected and handed to the mules to take to the drop box. Good news is, a lot of these guys have union jobs, I bet. Union members back in 2015. As with the other co-defendants, Russell Yamanoha and Daniel Rose, Britain faces up to a year in prison and a $10,000 fine when he's oh, sentenced in he's January. Oh, he's got the money and a year in prison. 
It's a good chance he goes before a Democrat judge, like the one that sits on the Table of Wisdom LLC, and they get a lead on the 37,000 properties to be auctioned under this gangster government. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me. Sobering parts of last Wednesday at Mar-a-Lago, boy, I feel like such a name dropper, I never did that, was that I was privy to the speech before the showing of the absolute unequivocal evidence that they stole the election, was that Donald Trump came down and he spoke for what was supposed to be about five to ten minutes, and he spoke for about 25 minutes. And part of what he did was sobering is that he went through the litany of atrocities we're now used to that would not have occurred had the organized crime syndicate of the Democrat mafia been able to steal the election. Now, the question is, are there more people? Is it like the city of Chicago? Are there more scumbags than honest people? I mean, that's what we're really discussing. Because if you're in on the mafia, you're pretty much a scumbag, whether you know it or not. You're the people most people want to avoid. There's are socialists. Socialists aren't really nice people. They're not happy people. It doesn't really work. They turn out to be desperados, criminals, thugs, and scumbags all around. Or the profiteers of those who live outside the areas where the scumbags thrive. The good news is there appears to be a new poll out. I wanted to bring on Donald Kendall of the Heartland Institute. He's not just that. He's also a host of Heartland In the Tank podcast and Stopping Socialism TV. He's a research fellow for Heartland's Socialism Research Center. He's got some good news for us. Donald, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I'm so excited to be on your show. Uh, my wife and I have been fans of yours ever since you were just Sean from Elmwood Park calling still in Sean to give Park. Dan Prof some. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> I still do that. And in fact, I just ate his birthday popcorn, the dummy that he is. If he wanted it, he should have brought it home. But I appreciate that very much. And uh, the reason I got here is because I think... People like that I was not afraid to identify the problem. The problem is when you have more people that want in on the scam than want to reject it, your country is lost. Just like the sewer of Chicago, once great city. Just like the county of Crook, once a a good county. And just like Illinois, that now welcomes this beanbag necklace wonder who is the (laughs) antithesis of of union corruption. And the problem is you now have usurped the most powerful office in the country. My fear is... People will get used to it in the same way they got used to the atrocities in Chicago, Cook County, and Illinois. Are they holding out? How does it look? Yeah, well, we did a, a series of polls. We work with the Rasmussen reports uh, from time to time, every every few months, and we do these polls. And uh, we wanted to do one that was on an issue that's really big that we pay attention to at the Heartland Institute, which is energy, energy policy. And, uh, you know, you can't drive down the street without seeing a reminder of gas prices going up every single day. So we wanted to ask a couple of questions that had to do with energy policy and then also a few questions that had to do with climate change just to see where the sense of the public was on this, especially as we get closer and closer to the midterm elections. So one of the main questions that we did is just plainly, how concerned are you about rising energy and gasoline prices? 
Now, this poll was done with likely voters. And of the likely voters that responded to this, 82% were very concerned or somewhat concerned. That's staggering. We've been, doing, we've been doing polls like this for a while. And one thing, no matter what, how basic the question is, no matter what demographics you're, you're asking, you'll never get 100%. So when we see an 82% number, that, that's huge for us. Um, and then when we have, uh, and, and you can go and check out all the results on this, heartland.org, there'll be a featured spot on there. You click on it, see all the cross tabs. But we have it broken down by uh, political party affiliation. And as you would expect, Republicans were more heavily concerned with this issue. But even Democrats, we had 77% of Democrats saying that they were very concerned or somewhat concerned about rising energy and gasoline prices. So this is across the spectrum. This isn't just preaching to the choir. This is everyone, all likely voters across the country, very concerned about this trend. I love this. This is very good news. The problem that I see, and I'm seeing it, you see it, we live it here in Chicago, and the reason you have to run and get the hell out of here unless you want to be part of the fattest, most short-in-the-pants mafia in existence, is that people tend to become used to the corruption, used to the failure, and then used to the subsidies. And when you see these very heavily subsidized areas, not all of which are Democrat, a lot of them are Republicans. I mean, if you take some of the subsidized states with their corn and all the rest of their farms and their wind and all this, my concern was that they had strategically spread this out to where people didn't care that trucks on average pay a dollar a mile now under the dimwit and diapers. That you, average citizens here in Illinois, pay $65 a gallon or a tank to fill up. You sometimes get used to it, and then you start to, to thank your abuser and fall in line like so many of the union members that now support Pritzker and support um, Joe Biden. Do you see that happening in any area? Is it always going to be these these mafia-run Democrat sewers that are the strongest foothold for the corrupt mafia Democrats? Well, one thing that I always kind of think about when it comes to, to, to kind of that idea is, you know, some of these topics that we talk about, whether when it's in the news, whether it's school choice or, or something else, and it always stays in the public's attention for the, the news cycle, whether it's a day or a week, and then they move on to something else. With inflation and with gas prices, you can't drive down the street, you can't go to the grocery store without constantly be re- being reminded about how terrible this issue is. So even when they're trying to control the narrative and all of that, you still have just daily reminders, daily reminders that energy prices are out of whack, the price of everything that you go to the store for is going up, and that they can't control the narrative as much. So I think that this is fertile ground. Uh, for a energy America, energy first type of policy, uh, that type of message to to win out, especially as we get closer to the midterm. You know, Donald, here's another thing, and just stick with me. Here's another thing they can't control the narrative on. Parenthetically, if you think about it, what was the reason why we led the world beginning around 1905, 6, and 7, and 8? I mean, the reality is this, this, this poor, if I didn't, know that he was a political whore who had destroyed the country. I would say this poor, doddering old dimwit who clearly wet his pants. But the reality is... Oh, wait, wait. That was Joe Biden? I thought you were playing the clip of my grandpa. That was Joe Biden. And the the fact is he's all of those things I accuse him of, plus a political whore who is owned by our foreign and domestic adversaries that are destroying the world. But they cannot hide his inability... The fact, beyond the shadow of a doubt, he is unfit to serve in this office. Are there still people 
who voted for this imbecile that would vote for him again in 2024 if he somehow manages to stay above ground? Uh, you know, we did uh, another series of questions specifically on Joe Biden. And uh, unfortunately, I don't have the exact results up in front of me. But we asked one specific question in there that was, do you think that Joe Biden should run for a second term in 2024? And less, uh, I mean, it was, I think it was like 25% said yes, 75% said no, or unsure. And then even in the Democratic Party, people that labeled themselves as Democrats, less than 50% want this guy to run again. So he's not winning the hearts and minds of anybody. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> you know, when this information comes out, before I had you on, I was, I was playing the, for the first time in history, people are having particles, plastic particles in their lungs that are tracing directly back to the masks. We now have the, the results of the blood clots from J&J, the uh, enlarged heart and heart attacks happening throughout the world of all the RNMA uh, vaccine, experimental vaccine. You're seeing so many of this happen because none of this was tested and were the test. So as this goes on and these continue to... Uh, to happen and more people hear myocarditis and more people hear tinnitus in their ears and more people have Bell's palsy and the rest of it and the plastic in the lungs. Do you think that they will come to the conclusion uh, most normal people with an IQ over 60 can come to? And that is that the politicians that forced you into this behavior are responsible for your ill health and in some cases your early death of your loved ones? Well, I mean, we can only hope. And I will say that uh, we have done a number of these polls in the past. And uh, one that we did about a year ago at this point was trying to test out to see which audience base, uh, whether it's CNN or Fox News or any of these, is more right when it comes to specific facts. And uh, we did this with a, a whole elaborate poll. And we found out the end results were the, the, the audience that was most informed on the actual facts on the ground was conservative talk radio. So as long as that you keep doing what you're doing and you get to reach a, a, a bigger and bigger audience, then maybe some of these people will understand what's truly going on. That's why I, I'm telling you I do it because, number one, I love it. But, number two, I mean it. I was at the party yesterday, like it's happened to me so many times, and I look at these kids, and I realize that for the first time in American history, we are now forced, parents are going to be forced to give these kids this kind of experiment that is already causing harm. Right now in, in, in Democrat-run areas, we're forcing these kids to wear masks, and that's why we have to do it. Because if you do know the facts, you cannot be a Democrat unless you are profiting directly from the crime syndicate that the Democrat Party has morphed into. So I want to thank you at Heartland Institute for continuing to do what you do and your podcast, which is fantastic the host of Heartland's In the Tank podcast, and Stopping Socialism, because that is the, what we're up against. We're up against a willful ignorance and a willful servitude, where people are trying to adopt a philosophy that is responsible for 200 million deaths worldwide and the destruction of countries just as great as ours theoretically, but yet they were all born into the servitude as Americans willfully march into it and they're called democrats so i want to thank you for doing what you do my friend i appreciate it his name is donald kindle thanks again and you keep me posted i'd like you to do another one on on the swindle of the ukrainian oligarch war in which i want to know how many people knew that ukraine was in a civil war for seven years prior mm. prior to, to to uh putin taking the bait and going in i would love to know i say it's under 10 percent 
of the people you pull. Uh, yeah, well, I would be in that 90% of not knowing, that's for sure. And then... <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's something we should consider for you sure. Definitely consider that and then mention Ihor Kolomoisky and see if they think it's the Ukrainian version of uh, George Soros or not. I'd like to know that. Okay, can you do that for All me, right. a private little mission, Donald Kendall? I think we can look into it for Th- sure. Thank you very much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, the answer. With a twist of obvious corruption by the Communist Party in China and the Ukraine oligarch-run government. That's what it's like under a Biden regime. An usurper, as he is, an illegitimate regime, as we have proven beyond the shadow of a doubt. And my best part is when you deal with these Illinois Democrats scum and they still have that stupid look on their face like they're better than everybody or they know something. It's like right after the Kentucky Derby. Sometimes you're, 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 you're so far behind you think you're in the lead. That's what a Democrat scumbag from Illinois is. So they walk around with their feathered hairdo from the 70s. The women look like men. The men look like women. And they pretend to know anything. If I want to know how to be an arrogant loser, I'll ask a Chicago Democrat or a Democrat of any kind. But don't sit there from Mount High and say nobody could predict it. Everybody predicted what life in America would be like if this corrupt whore and his band of cohort mafia members stole the election. We know if we look at the recent inflation data... A large, depending on which data you look at, two-thirds to even 70% of inflation data is, is a result of energy prices. Two-thirds? Of, eh, who could predict it? Who could predict it? We have more oil than anybody, okay? And it's uh, an incredible thing that have, it's happened over the last few years, a lot of great things, and you're paying, what, $2 a gallon for your gasoline? That's okay. You know what that's like? That's like a tax cut. That's bigger than a tax cut. If Biden got in, you'd be paying $7, $8, $9. Didn't they say, get rid of your car? Prices at some local gas stations, they're way above the average. Well, across the street from the Beverly Center, one of the most expensive places in L.A., drivers are paying this, nearly $7 for regular unleaded, nearly $8 for premium. Drivers said they were surprised and not in a good way. No, so walk around with your feathered hair, your fat asses, and that stupid, arrogant look on your face like you deserve it. Because you're a loser. And everywhere you rule is a hellhole ghetto. You do not have one success in this country, you Democrat voting scum. And now you're going to advocate how good it is to kill your own child, you filthy, despicable animals. This is about basic equality. It's about whether women in America have a right to make these decisions, whether they have a right to decide who and when they have children with, under what circumstances. It's unconscionable. You mean like this dirty whore? So, I mean, here's the thing. Here's my feeling about the leaker. I I would like to find out who the leaker is so I can make sweet love to that person because that person is a hero (laughs) to me. Dirty whore. And if the leaker, a lot of people are saying it could be a conservative. If the leaker is a Republican, uh, and if I get pregnant during our lovemaking, I will joyfully abort our fetus. There's a scumbag. So whoever does fall under a quagmire of Chevis and Viagra and does fool around with that roach Democrat, get yourself to a doctor. Because that isn't model glue that stuck your Schwansteiger to your underpants, the filthy whore. 
Bill <laughs> Desplains. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, Bill. How are you? Good. Hey, you know, uh, I worked at uh, the Northwest Side GOP as, you know, the uh, local things, the town halls, and I met Rabin. Is that the one in Chicago with that narrow-shouldered, pencil-neck scumbag lawyer in charge of it? Oh, gee, which one are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, just say okay. All right, go ahead. Yeah, okay. So anyway, I asked him a good question, and they gave me the honest answer they can get. I'm like, will you fire the Chicago Teachers Union? <laughs> and caught him off guard. I, yeah. He's like, I, I'm like, truthy, you guys are all talking about changing this. You are not changing a thing until you sh- get rid of the Chicago Teachers Union. Like Reagan kicked out the FAA jerks. Bill, you're talking about a great deal of money. You're talking about oh, yeah, a great deal of money between the money bundlers that operate and overcharge the union members are the same ones that operate and overcharge the state, the city, and the county for loans that nobody could default on because they have the power of taxation. This is trillions of dollars of corruption, billions in the very oh, It's been going on for how long? Yeah. I mean, that's the fact, though. You ain't changing the state until those jerks are out of there. How about the scum Alexei Janulius who runs a commercial and has the audacity to pretend he's going to clean up this, the, the, the state of Illinois by being the Secretary of State. Well, admitting, not admitting, his bank, his family has been linked to bank corruption for 50 years. Just look up Jaws Durango. And, and, and uh, yeah, let's give a guy a loan the name of Jaws. And by the way, he ain't paying it back. But, Bill, you are. Thank you very much in the Plains. I appreciate the call. I see, that's the part I'm sick of. You're going to just turn to the same abuser and wonder what's going on. You wonder what's going on? Really? You, you, you can't figure it out? So God bless you all and may God protect you and all the members of Congress who made this happy. Who made this happy. The president of the United States of America. Not honestly. Not even close to honestly. So they're going to tell you, what are you, are you telling the big lie? The big lie is that there were enough morons in this country to elect this piece of dunk. The morons in this country inhabit and thrive in the sewers of Democrat rule, like Chicago, Illinois. They like it this way. You love it this way. And after all, you're the ones who made it possible. It's a city and a state here that is rich in history of the struggles for labor rights and for union organizing. From the 1887 Haymarket Affair to... No, no, no. You don't have to go that far back, scumbag. Let's tell them how it really works, fatso. John Doherty is resigning as the business manager of IBEW Local 98 after he was convicted of bribery and corruption. The law- That's how it really works, fatso. That explains so much. Really, it's like a light just went on. <gasps> what could it be? Organized crime. 1894 Pullman strike. Chicago workers have been at the forefront of fighting for fair wages, for reasonable hours, and safe working conditions for all people. And don't forget a cafeteria. Oh, yeah. Cream puffs and lies and frauds and propaganda. That's why everywhere that they manage to, uh, to exist in is always built on the lies they tell. But even with that $360 billion decline, Brianna, experts I spoke to still scoffed at the idea that President Biden is personally responsible for having reduced the deficit. In fact, one advocate of deficit reduction, Mark Goldwine of the Committee for Responsible Federal Budget, told me that this claim is almost bizarro world, a reversal of reality. 
Why? Well, because the deficit was expected to fall by more than $360 billion at the time President Biden took office. In fact, at the time, the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office had projected that the deficit would fall by more than $870 billion in 2021. If He would have done three times what he did if he just didn't muck it up. But that's what you do, huh, you political whore? After all, you didn't earn it. Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I agree. Ta-da! That's right. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. AM 560. The answer. You know, when these Republicans decide to get off their ass and do something, I want the Department of Justice no longer appointed by the president. The Department of Justice, you know, in this country, we used to have rules. You know who the vice president was? It wasn't some girl that got there by licking the banisters. It was the loser of the presidential election. Did you know that, Squirrelhands? That's the way the government is supposed to run. I also want the Department of Justice to be an elected position. Because the idea we let these political whores like Joe Biden put in a loyal member of the Chicago Organized Crime Mafia Democrats like Ferret Face Garland. That's why you have this anxiety of knowing that even though it was stolen, there isn't jack that's going to be done about it. Just like the fact that these... Big Pharma, the same one that makes up 70% of the FDA and their open and notorious bribery scheme from pickle-faced Fauci to his dimwit wife, handsome though she is, will stop destroying our country. That's how you got to do it. The Department of Justice, the head, needs to be elected by the people. And if the people want to put in scum Democrat roaches then fine, let it be elected. But the idea that you're going to put in a veil of protection, the bureaucracy that is supposed to keep your eye, their eye, on everything from the inside trading Speaker of the House scourge who get to control the narrative with their latest outrage. How dare you not want to kill the babies? Back when Democrats held majorities in the House and the Senate, 2009, uh, when you were Speaker, President Obama was asked about codifying Roe versus Wade and said abortion's a moral and ethical issue and, quote, not the highest legislative priority. Do you think it was a mistake for him, for other presidents, not to push harder what, what, when uh, Democrats I, had I, the majority? Come on, drunk. If I just may, the focus we have right now is an urgent one in order to... Uh, uh, that, 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 that. Shut up, you dimwit. What they don't want you to know is that there are not more of them that want to kill their babies. There still is some dignity. Not everybody's a feathered hair loser waiting for his wife to pick him up on the curb. Democrat voting scourge. There's still some men and women in this country that know right from wrong. It's true. There are still some. And that's why they don't want it to be codified or stolen, or whatever other way they want to phrase, shoved down the throat of the American people. We have not seen violence uh, or vandalism against Supreme Court justices. We have- no, no, no. We've got burning of 
organizations that try to save the lives of the unborn children who happen to be carried by murderous rats. We've seen them set on fire with Molotov cocktails. You thought that was just for Ukraine? (laughs) Democrats are the same everywhere. No, it's not true. It's not true. And violence, after all, just harassing the people. And are we going to find out who leaked it? I got 50 on affirmative action, Jackson. What do you think of that? We can speculate. Right, everybody? What do you say? We get like an office pool together. Which scumbag do you think is responsible? Well, it's got to be a Democrat. Unequivocally, absolutely. Because they needed this narrative. After all, everyone's wallowing in the failure of Bidenomics. Everybody's getting aggravated. Even the morons that think there is magic holes in the wall and electric cars are going to save anything are witnessing the experiencing of the destruction of our dollar, the controlled demolition of our dollar by the Democrat mafia. So we need to rally the troops. So who else would do it but a scourge Democrat? They have no dignity. And now we've got our latest Supreme Court justice openly didn't deserve it. She was put there because of her genitalia and her pigmentation. I got 50 on her. I think it's a smart bet. Let's go to Carol. Hi. Hi, Sean. Carol, who do you um, want? Wait, before we get started, who do you want in the office pool? Which Supreme Court justice do you think is responsible or their staff? Oh, maybe How about Kagan. Fat Judge? Yeah, Fat Judge in a little robe, Elena Kagan. Let's put her down for $5 on her. There's also be Sotomayor. You know, after all, she's got yeah, the food true. truck empire. Could yeah. be her. All right, what else? What okay. was your other comment? Now, my, my comments are, are, are you aware of all the fires happening at smaller meatpacking places? Yeah, we just covered it last week. We've decided oh, it's clearly part of the eco-terrorists, the oh, Democrats. Yes. And then also, uh, heard talk to a farmer friend today, and he has a friend uh, or, that worked works at a commercial bakery, large bakery. Uh-huh. And he's been working full-time, overtime for the past umpteen months. All of a sudden, his hours are being cut, and the bakery is being told to cut their production it's, it's by, at least by 30%. What, did so they get unionized? Because after all, no, the last I, thing they want is, is productivity. They teach you how to go on break 18 times a day. No, all I right. think this is all part of getting America hungry. How do you get to people to go fight a war? You get them hungry. I like it. Very good. I like it the way you think, kid. Uh, do we have time? Can I have, do we have time? What do we got? Let's go to another. Let's go to another Pisaki that supports her call. There is growing concern about a persistent uh, supply issue with infant baby formula. Yeah. It's got about a 40% shortage right now. Major retailers having to limit how much people can buy, especially cute in places like Tennessee. Wait, I wonder if this is because of the Pfizer and the fact that it was tainted, the baby food. You know, Pfizer, that they're the ones with the vaccine. Works out great. Sure, you get a little twitching in the leg, a little Jimmy leg. You get the Bell's palsy or Dr. Awardi as it's known, where you walk around and look like a scarecrow. Uh, the ringing in the ears, so you sound like you're listening to NPR all the time. That's not good. You know, there's all kinds. Then the swollen heart, where you walk around and you like a union guy. you got to sit down every five steps. 312-642-5600. Give me your Supreme Court nominee, you think, or, or justice, I should say. You think the leak came out of. And if you give a Democrat, you're going to have to give odds because obviously that's the most likely roaches. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Yeah, it's, I can't believe we have a consensus here at the studio. My team is all with me. Let's see who you want to go with. This spurred some calls, too. 312-642-5600. I think I only have one open line or two. Dave Boise. Idaho. Sean. Yes, brother. My money's on Obama's Latinx. Sotomayor. 
Three to one. God, why do I feel like you're swearing? Is that is that is this a swear word? Latinx? But, that's not swearing. No, that, that's how uh, that's how Biden pronounces it. Let's you know, think, I, I've always been kind of. I, I, to I don't want to be too hard on 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 Sotomayor. <laughs> you know, I was growing up in the. You know, I was hanging out, going out in the eighties and nineties, and Rico Suave yeah. was big, and and I think she resembles Rico Suave. So, all right, I don't want to well, be sure. too. Hard. All right, put put Just Dave down for here. Rico Suave five dollar. Thank you very much, Dave. Tim on the south side. Hey, Sean, what's going on, buddy? Not I much. got the. Uh, I love your audience. I've been on the show several <laughs> times. I think they're the very smartest audience in the world. Thank you very but much. My Tim. bet, my bet is we're getting it all wrong. The number one Democratic helper on that, in that those nine justices is John Roberts. I like where you're going. And you know, a very good friend of mine who's a smart guy, he said the same thing. And I'll never forget when John Roberts re- rewrote Obamacare. Because if they would have been judged on the way they argued, that gets thrown out. And he rewrote it to fix. He kept saying, I think they have pictures of him on an island. And that was before Epstein. Yeah. And then I I tend to think like you are. He always was a saboteur, a Fabian, who pretended to be a Republican the whole time being a fascist Democrat. Yeah, they're using the Democrats as a diversion, but it was him the whole way. Like it. Because he's the number one diverter. Tim, I like it. Let's go to Roger in Naperville with a this is be like the, the the one that won the Kentucky Derby, like a complete outsider. Nobody thought of it. Let's go to Roger in Naperville. How are you doing today, Sean? Good, Roger. What do you got, buddy? Hey, hey. So uh, I don't think it could be Action Jackson because she hasn't been sworn in yet. So I don't know that she has access to the document. No, she's but, been, wasn't she sworn in? I thought she was sworn in. They just celebrate well, and hug even, and all that? Okay, go ahead. I thought so. Well, either, either way, I think it was Stephen Breyer. Because what are you going to do to the guy? Impeach him? He's retiring anyway. He's gone. Stephen Breyer, you know, I like that. You know, on the way out, ta da. And by yeah, the way, you know, you want to. Yeah, like, like if you're a on, magic if you're on, trick. Yeah. If you're on the way out of a job and you didn't like what they were doing, you'd turn on them in a minute. Yeah. Plus, you know, did you watch. What are you going to do? Fire me? I quit. Did you watch him at the State of the Union? He looked a little no. bit like Mary Poppins, man. Go back and watch that video. You know, I don't trust that guy. He's got a little little fluff going on. Thank you very much, Roger. Let's put Roger down. Outsider, huh? Long shot. 80 to 1 like the horse yesterday. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, buddy. My brother and I just saw an advertisement. You know, the Chicago police are having a hard time getting employees. And it said, uh, father, uh, mentor, family, uh, neighborhood you know, neighborhood leader, and we thought that as opposed to that, they should put judge, jury, and executioner, my friend. I like it. You know, I, I just had a, uh, I was at the party, and my nephew's a Chicago copper, and I love him to death. And he's, you know, he's married into our family. I told him, listen, you got three kids now. you got to get the hell out of there. No, 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 he's one of these gung-ho guys. I just told him, don't get out of the car. Dave Downers Grove, you're last. Yeah, well, I'm, I don't want to pick, because I don't think it'll ever come out. It's probably, a, you know, one of those three. Seven but, seconds? You know. Go ahead. Oh, seven seconds. Um, uh, whatever happened to the morning after, Bill? Are, are they so evil they like ripping arms out of the womb? I think it's six to that. one, half dozen to the other, Dave. I will tell you this. What an evil pill that is. They don't talk about that. You just euthanize the baby and pretend it's nice. That's what a Democrat is. Evil ways to destroy you, telling you it's good for you. We'll be back in 21 hours. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.